0: Welcome back to our series on the book of Proverbs, and we're in chapter four, verse 18 and 19. So let's read. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for Christ and the gospel. Thank you for grace. Thank you for your kind providences in our lives. Father, I pray for the young people who will listen to this. proverb series, oh, God, please, please, Lord. Please save them, draw them to you, cause them to see the beauty of Christ. And then, Father, I pray, fill them with with wisdom with the Holy Spirit, and they would walk in the path of light, that their life would be like an ever increasing dawn, Lord, that they would know you, serve you, love you, and one day stand before you and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. Oh, God, work in the hearts of those who will hear today in Jesus name. Amen. Just look at verse 18 for a moment and look at the promise of it. It is so beautiful, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Wouldn't wouldn't it be reasonable to make this um, the goal of your life? I have lived long. I've worked with a lot of people who have ruined their lives, and I think of of young lives that begin, you may see photographs of them, you know, as a baby or in kindergarten, grade school and high school. But as life goes on, their life just seems to deteriorate. They don't go from light to greater light, to even greater light. But they seem to go from something of light to darkness, to greater darkness and to ruin. Sin, young person, listen to me, sin is such a deadly thing. You know, we've talked about this before, that it's like a wild animal outside your tent and its desire is to devour you. And then you go to First Peter and you hear that the. The devil himself is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There's a lot of darkness in this world, a lot of spiritual darkness, moral darkness, and it is destructive. It destroys lives just like yours. And the only way to escape from it is through faith in Jesus Christ and then afterwards. Studying his word, studying his word, studying his word. You know, the world has yet to see, I believe, a person. The world will never see a person who could fully exhaust all the blessing that comes from knowing God's word. But right now, think about it. Maybe you're watching this and you're, I don't know, seven years old, eight years old, ten years old. Um, So many people begin their Christianity when they're. 30 and 40, and and that's a wonderful thing. But when I think that if you trusted Christ now and then devoted yourself, even if you're not going to be a preacher or a missionary, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a construction worker or whatever, if you would only devote yourself to the study of God's word and to walking in wisdom, to walking in these paths of light, oh, what a marvelous life you would have. And that's that's why we're here today. Yes, first and foremost, for the glory of God, but for you that that your life would not be like verse 19. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. But that your light would be ever your life would be ever increasing light um, like the beauty of the dawn. And that one day, maybe the sun will rise midday and that you'll walk in that much light. All right. Well, it says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. So, so what should we do in light of that? I mean, I think we could all acknowledge that that's right. That's good. And that would be a blessed life. But how should we respond? Well, I've taken some verses from Proverbs and Psalms and. The New Testament, they talk about paths. So we're just going to look at, okay, we know what a blessing it is to live a life. Walking in the light of God. So how should we respond? First of all, Proverbs 3 6, it says this in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Um, You know, one of the reasons for trials and. Difficulties and sicknesses and weaknesses, it's to show us something, our utter dependence upon God. We're utterly dependent upon him, not only for our breath, for the beat of our heart, but we're utterly dependent upon his wisdom. You will really start to grow once you realize you have no wisdom of your own. Wisdom wasn't born with you. It won't die with you. You're not an exceptional person. In, in that way, we need God's wisdom. We need God's direction. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Um, let's look at it this way, twofold. First of all, you don't know the way that you shall walk by yourself. And secondly, even if you did know the way, you wouldn't have the strength the spiritual power and the protection to do it. So you need God not only to show you the path, but then to help you walk the path, give you strength to walk the path, protect you on the path. And so we need to acknowledge him in all our ways in everything we do. We need to say, oh, Lord, I'm not all wise. You are. I'm not all powerful. You are. Oh, Lord, if this is the way I should go, please show me, please. And if it is the way I should go, Lord, then please sustain me in it. Help me. We need him for everything, the wisdom to know what to do and the power to do it. I used to tell young preachers that you need the power of God to preach. Now I tell them you need the power of God to tie your shoes, to breathe, to just walk in this world, to simply live in this world. We need God's well, we need his direction and we need his strength. And I know that a lot of times you're like praying, oh, God, lead me, lead me, lead me. But do you realize that he primarily leads his people through the word of God and that the more you study God's word, the more you'll understand his will or in the language we have here, the more light will dawn on you. Oh, how you need young person to read, study, memorize, meditate, obey the word of God. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. You know, even as I look back on my life, and it's amazing now that I'm older, and, and I'm not unusual, all older believers can say this. They'll all tell you, wow, when I look back on my life, I can see God directing things, directing me, creating circumstances. I mean Everything about my life has been orchestrated by God. You can see it more clearly the older you get. And so this is what we need. So acknowledge him whenever you're going to do anything, whenever you're going to make any decision, um, any, you know, life, any change you're going to make in your life. Absolutely everything. Say, oh, God, it seems apparent I should do this, but you know all things and I don't. Lord, it seems like an easy thing to do, but I need your strength to breathe, so help me. And remember this, young people, don't just. Well, let me let me say this. I can't tell you how many people come to me and other pastors for counseling, but they don't really want counseling. You know what they want? Just someone to agree with them. And if you don't agree with them, then they'll go find someone who will. Don't be that way. Ask God to lead you, to guide you and show you. And when it goes against maybe something that you desire, trust him, trust him. It's the only way to walk in the right path. In Proverbs 4, 25 and 27, in the same chapter we're studying right now, it says, how do you walk in the path? How should you respond? Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. You know. If you're looking at the wrong thing, you're going to end up in the wrong place. And, and here, what does it say? You know, let's say that bef- that in front of you is the word of God and it's calling you. Look at me. Look at me. Come this way. Come this way. Come this way. Well, that should be easy enough. The problem is the path is very narrow. The problem is. The direction he's going to lead us sometimes is not the direction we want to walk. The problem is we are sometimes want to be autonomous, self-governed and self-willed. And we don't want to obey God because it goes against our desires. And then on top of that, there's all these voices making promises. And if their promises that they're making are not in accordance to the word of God, their promises, well, they're not worthy of trust and they will bring harm and ruin to your life. There's so many competing voices. So what is it saying? There's so many people, you know, uh, I watched a bicycle race yesterday on on, uh, television or on my computer and it was narrow, narrow street. And the thing that was amazing was not just the athleticism of the cyclist, but the fact that there were people just a few feet from him on his left and his right, and they're they're waving their hands and they're yelling. And I could see how that would be such a distraction to the athlete. Well, that's the same way it is with you and with me. God's calling us to go forward according to his word, but there's all kinds of distractions of all kinds of voices. And if they're calling you or distracting you from God's path. They're not of God. So he says, let your eyes look directly ahead. Let your ears, let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. And then what? Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. You know, I have a friend, John Snyder, and I heard him say this one time. He said, we live in a time when all when Christians just keep talking about passion, 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 passion. He said someone needs to be talking about caution, 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 caution. Listen to me. Um, Living the Christian life is not like safely walking in your grandmother's home. Living the Christian life is like walking through a minefield in the middle of a war. While above the ground, men are shooting at you. And in the sky, they're dropping bombs. This is not a time for carelessness or foolishness, but it's a time to not only know the word of God, but to walk, as the Bible says, circumspectly or carefully taking each step according to what is written. It says watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left, turn your foot from evil. Now, this may seem hard to believe, but when I was a little boy, there used to be a family who would travel, um, in front of our house on the road and, um, they didn't own a car. It was in a, uh, it was an old wagon with iron wheels and it was pulled by a mule or two. And, um, even today there, the Amish and others will, will go down the road in their buggies, And if you notice on the sides of the horse's head or the mule's head, there will be these shields. What is the purpose of it? Well, this animal needs to be looking straight ahead. He needs to be feeling the direction of the driver through the reins. He doesn't need to be distracted. So they'll put these cups over the eyes so that the animal can only look forward. And if someone's waving or screaming or distracting the animal, they won't see it. We need to be that way. We need to be that way. He says, do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. So not only should we do what is right, we should avoid what is wrong, not even look at it. And when we see ourselves getting close to a path that is wrong, we need to turn from it immediately. Uh, You've probably heard the saying, life is a slippery slope. Sin is a slippery slope. Once you you tread on that path, you're going to slide down it. And so this is a very important passage. Then we have Ephesians chapter five, verses 15 through 17 is another excellent text. It's a New Testament passage that says, therefore, be careful how you walk. Be circumspect. Look, pay attention. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What a magnificent passage for a young Christian. He says, be careful how you walk. Look at where you're going. You know, um, oftentimes in the jungle, we would have to get out of the boat, get in the water and pull weeds out of the motor or sometimes drag the boat. And when you're dragging the boat, you need to be very careful where you step. There's quicksand. There are other dangers. You could step on a river ray. Uh, I guess any number of of dangers imaginable. So when you were walking, you were very careful to look, where am I stepping? When someone is climbing a mountain, they they look very carefully at the handhold because it may be protruding out and look like a solid piece of rock when actually it's very fragile or a foothold and they fall to their death. And so be careful, be careful. You know, when I'm walking in Walmart or, you know, a place like that or in the park with my daughter, I don't think that much about being careful. But when I realize I'm in a dangerous place like a jungle or a fast river or a place where maybe war is going on or bad men live, Well, then I'm very, very cautious. I start looking all around me at different signals. You know, uh, is this dangerous? Does that look dangerous? Is this place I'm walking dangerous? Well, we live behind enemy lines and we need to do the same. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men. You know, there are a lot of men who in worldly wisdom are very intelligent. But with regard to the will of God and the spiritual dangers in this world, they are very unwise. They are very, very foolish. It's just not as unwise men, but as wise. Now, how do wise men walk? Now, look here, kids, this is real important, making most of your time because the days are evil. Um, have you ever heard that um, a lazy life an idle life is the devil's workshop? That's true. So many kids today are doing things that may not be tremendously harmful or evil or wicked. They're just a waste of time. They're just a waste of time. Now, sure, everybody needs distractions. Everybody can use a little bit of entertainment. I understand that. But your whole life should not be a distraction or entertainment. Think of how many hours you may waste playing a video game or watching television when you could be studying the word, when you could be growing, when you could be maybe even uh, investing in other aspects of your life. And so realize the days are dangerous. Don't waste time. Use that time to make you wise, to make you spiritually strong. Then he goes on, he says, so then do not be foolish, but understand the will of what the will of the Lord is. Now, let's look at something. Look what we have here. You have two options. You know what the will of the Lord is or you're foolish. Now, as since I'm talking to young people primarily, uh, do you know the commandments in the Old and New Testament with regard to how you're supposed to treat your father and mother? I mean, do you know them? Can you find them? Have you memorized them? I mean, can you go to the Bible and read them? Do you have knowledge of them? You say? Well, I know I'm supposed to honor my father and mother. And there's something about obedience. Do you see what's going on? You You don't know what the will of God is. And so you are going to be inclined to foolishness. Do you see that? Do you know what the Bible says about finances? Well, no, not really. Well, then you don't know what the will of the Lord is. And so with regard to finances, you're going to be foolish in some areas. Do you know what the Bible says about marriage? or about courtship, you say, well, no, I really don't. Then you're going to do some serious, foolish things. Because see, it only leaves us with two options. You either know what the will of the Lord is or you're being foolish. Now, I want you to see this. I want you to sit there and ask yourself, "Okay, I wouldn't have called myself foolish before, but now through the book of Proverbs, I've learned or book of Ephesians, I've learned that I know what the will of the Lord is or I'm foolish. Well, which one are you? Remember in the Great Commission, he said, teach them everything I've commanded you. Do you know the commands of God? Do you know the wisdom precepts of God? Do you know the will of God as it's revealed in Scripture? If you say no, not really, then you are you're a first rate candidate for foolishness. And the only way to stop it, become familiar with the Scriptures now. Look at Proverbs 10:17. He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who ignores reproof goes astray. All right, you're not going to be able to stay on this path if you're not teachable. Teachable primarily from the scriptures, teachable from faithful pastors who, who truly exposit the text. Um, if you're not willing to listen and teachable with regard to your parents or maybe even an older or younger brother and sister. See, it says he is on the path of life who heeds instruction. You realize wisdom wasn't born with me. I need wisdom. And you get counsel, especially from parents, you don't make your own way. And so this is very, very important. He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who ignores reproof goes astray. When someone tells you you're wrong and you either buck up against it or you just flat out ignore it, you're going to go astray. If you realize that in the Bible, you have every needed gem of wisdom, yet you ignore the scriptures, you're going to go astray. You really are. You see, it begins with knowing God's word, having a teachable spirit, realizing your need of God's word. It continues on with your recognition that I need other believers, especially my parents. I need wisdom. Let's go to Psalms one one. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. My dear friend, it's not enough to fill your head with truth. Or to surround yourself with with godly influences. There's not only things that you must do in order to be godly, in order to be wise, in order to walk in the path of life. There are things you must avoid. And here we have it here. You are to not stand in the path of sinners, because sooner or later if you stand there long enough, you'll be walking in it. That's why I say, you know, don't fight against sin at first, just run, flee, get away from it, don't put yourself in predicaments where you are going to be influenced to stray from God's path. You say, well, I can handle it. No, you can't. No, you can't. I can put myself in this predicament and I can escape the danger. No, you can't. And if you do, it's only by the grace of God and you shouldn't tempt him. So what should you do? Avoid those paths that are contrary to the will of God. Finally. Well, not finally. Next, we should take comfort in the fact that the Lord knows the way of the righteous, Psalms one six, and is intimately acquainted with all the ways of the righteous. Psalms 139 three. You know, this is so very important. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. What does that mean? I mean, because he knows the way of the wicked also. So what does it mean? Well, it means more than he knows the way of the wicked and that he knows everything about it to judge it perfectly. He knows the way of the righteous, not just that he has information about it, but he's intimately involved in the way of the righteous. And that's a great encouragement. Wouldn't you like to know that by submitting to God's word, you're in the path of righteousness? And wouldn't you like to know that in that path, God is walking with you? He's concerned with every step, and he's desirous to be your help, your present help in times of need. I find that a great, great comfort. Now, I know we've gone a little long, but I want to go ahead and let's see. I want to get this part. What else should we do in order to walk in the way of light, the way of righteousness? We should pray. I'm just going to read off some of these prayers that are found in the Bible. Psalms 25 4, make known to me your way, O Lord, teach me your paths. You see that you didn't come out of the womb knowing the way to go and you weren't birthed into Christianity immediately knowing the way to go. You cry out to God, make me know your ways, teach me your paths. And then you don't just sit there. You go to the place where God teaches and that's his word. Psalms 27, 11 again, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. What he's saying here is that that even if he desires to walk in the path of righteousness, there are many foes and you have many foes, the devil, the demonic, but also people who refuse to walk in that path. They want to yank people off of it. You see. So you need God to give you a level path to protect you. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Psalms one nineteen thirty five. make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. I so pray that God. Would have your heart in such a way that. That you would delight in his word. That you would see the dust of the book as gold, that you would treat its wisdom like fine gems, like pure gold. Oh, young person, you need this more than anything else, more than you need college degrees and cars and houses and fame. Oh, you need God's wisdom. And you need to walk in the light. Now, finally. I said we should pray one final verse, we should study God's word do all the praying in the world. And that is fine. You need to pray. But if you don't act on your own prayers, because God will teach you the truth. But where has he inscriptulated the truth? Where has he written down the truth for you so that you can simply open up the book and read it? And it's the Bible. Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word. You need light. Open up scripture. You say it's difficult to understand. Who cares? I mean, who cares? You say it's difficult to understand. Yes, it can be at times. But your life depends on it. You know, um, when I had my heart attack and they beat me over and over with that machine to make my heart start going again. Do you know what? When I woke up, Several days later, I think I woke up the first day, but I didn't know about it when I was finally aware of what was going on. When I woke up, I felt like I had been trampled by a an ox or run over by a truck. And you know what? It was difficult to breathe. It really was. But I really didn't have an option, did I? I could feel the pain and breathe or I could die. Well, it's the same way you say the, sometimes it's studying is hard, reading the Bible's hard, sometimes difficult to understand. Yes, I know, I know that. But it's as essential to your spiritual life as breathing is to your physical life. Study the word of God. All right. Well, we looked at the path of the righteous, and when we come back next time, Lord willing, we'll look at the path of the wicked and learn how we should avoid it. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit com.